0: And Rosh Chodesh Adar is the yard site of the Shach. Although the Shach actually was nifter in Rosh Chodesh Adar Aleph, and we are now in Rosh Chodesh Adar Sheini, I thought it would still be appropriate to talk about the Shach, as we did speak about the Taz last month, and we mentioned that the Shach and the Taz were as it were, seemingly opponents who battled each other on the Talmudic field. But nevertheless, they showed tremendous respect and love for each other, and therefore it would be appropriate to learn the Shach, as well as the Taz. The Shach was born in 1621, and learned by Rebbe Reb Heschel of Krakow. Now, we also know that the father of the Shach was himself a great Gon named Rav Meir. On the letters and an introduction of the Shach, he mentioned his father as Adoni Mori Varabi HaGon. So the assumption is that his father was a great Gon, but I know very little about him, the Rabbi. Shaktai Kowen, the Shach, the son of Reb Meir, or the son of Hagon Reb Meir, moved with his Rebbe, Reb Heschel of Krakow, and learned with him. But he married in Vilna to a very rich family. His father-in-law was named Binyamin Zev Tiber, who was related to the Ramlah. Some think that he was actually a son-in-law or a grandson-in-law of the Ramah but we know that he was definitely related to the family of the Ramah and the Shach equa- occasionally quotes the Ramah as my father-in-law my elder father-in-law as of my great my grandfather-in-law so perhaps the Shach's wife was really the granddaughter of the Ramah but she certainly was related to him his father-in-law as a rich man supported the shach and told him to devote his time to learning which he obviously did he mentions about himself the hasmada the dedication of learning day and night and he was recognized by his peers he was recognized by the community and he came a dayan in Vilna now when we remember that Vilna had this appellation of being known as Yerushalayim of Europe as a town which was filled with Tamini Chachamin to think that the Shach was appointed Dayan is very interesting but if we remember the age that the, the, the Shach in 1621 was born in the year 1646 which means when he was only 25 years old, the Shach on Yerodei was published the Shach is v classic commentator, along with the Taz, on, the, on Shulchan Aruch Yerodeah. Till this day, the Tzmicha Bechinas consists of, among other things, of knowing Shulchan Aruch with Shach and Taz. It became automatic, the Shach and Taz. A Sefer that was written by a young man of 25 years old became a classic in the world of Torah in the introduction to the Sefer which is printed in the standard Shulchan Aruch before Yerodeah this is the first Sefer that the Shach actually printed he commented that he has other Seferim already ready for preparation or for printing that means at the age, again at the age of 25, not only did he write the Shach on Yerodeah but other Seferim were printed apparently some of them were printed posthumously the same year, in 1646, the Shach printed the Shach, the Taz came out more or less the same time. The Taz was older than the Shach, but his favor appeared also around that time. And then, a sort of a battle went on between the Shach and the Taz. The Shach wrote a book called Nekudos HaKeset, which are comments and criticisms on the Taz. And remember, the Taz is Zahav. And his answer was Kesef, Nekudot kesef. perhaps he was showing modesty and saying that although I'm only Kesef as opposed to Zahav, Nekudot kesef, nevertheless he found it proper to answer the Taz. The Taz then answered the Shach by writing a Sefer that he added, appended to the Taz, which is called daf acharon, and a pen, a pendant of a, a part that was appended to the his parish on the, on the Shulchan Aruch, and of course the Shach has a, 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 again a rebuttal, and this went on, and. but as I said, in the introduction of the Shach to Yerodeah, in the second introduction, it, discuss, it describes the love and affection and respect that they definitely showed each other. Now, besides writing a Sefer, which became a classic on Yerodeah, the Shach wrote a on the Shulchan Aruch which was printed posthumously by his family. This sefer also became the meat and potatoes of learning, of learning Chosh mishpat. The Shachs B'Kiyas is so phenomenal, is so amazing, it's hard to believe someone his age could have accomplished so much when we remember the time in which he lived, which we'll discuss in a minute, it's even more unusual. This is, B'Keyus was so great, he quotes so many Svarim that many of them we only know of because the Shach quoted them, that there were people that actually thought that he had mystical abilities to attain such B'Keyus. They say, Yada <laughs> Kadosh, he had some sort of a mystical ability to say some special ideas or think special kavanos and he would find the sources that he was looking for immediately. The person who said this comment obviously was awed by the B'kiyus of the shach and couldn't imagine this being done in a normal fashion the shach on Choshe Mishpat almost consistently shows tremendous piquius and tremendous erudition tremendous imagination fertility and thought and is used as again the basic text of learning Choshe Mishpat is with, with the shach but the shach's life Although he had the opportunity and he obviously developed this, his learning and wrote these for him he lived in a very difficult time in Jewish history. He was involved in the Gezeros, in the massacres and the pogroms of Tachvatat, and he ran away from place to place. He be- eventually went to a city called Holosof. Where he passed away, in Rosh Chodesh of 1662. That means that this his whole life was only 41 years. In 41 years, the shach wrote the shach and on Yoridaya on Choshem as well as swaim, as other find that some parts of which we do have, some of which maybe we don't have. He says that he wrote the paper from the Turin, Beis yosef, some of which was printed. He wrote a safer on Shas. I don't know if that was printed. But he also, as a, a person of his time, wrote about his time itself, as a historian, if you will. He wrote Megilas Efa a book describing the tragedy of his time, he wrote Slichos, which we would call today like Kinos, about his time. He in fact declared certain days as fast day for his community, and wanted his children to say Slichos on that day. So his sense of history, his sense of the time in which he lived and portraying that time and describing it for a few generations also existed in the Shach he wrote another Sefer a very short monograph which was written actually according to his own description in one month is also a classic in the world of learning gemara. the Sefer talk for Kohen about the sugya of what to do in money is held in doubt, and one person would grab it from another, is a safer that it was published in a few pages, written as I said, in one month, but the secondary and tertiary literature on Kaffel Cohen is amazing in the world of Yeshivas. People have printed Takaful Kowei today in editions which expanded like ten times by the original text with commentaries and commentaries and commentaries. The Shach's legacy of learning both Choshen and Mishpat and Yerudaya has continued from the, his time until this very day and presumably will continue forever. People who learn Shachon learn the shach. I'd like to mention one particular chiddush of the shach, and it became a very difficult question to discuss which chiddush of the shach should I mention. I chose this one for a reason that will soon be apparent. The Shulchan says in Yaredaya, Semen Reishman Beis, that Pinyon Shvuyim is a great mitzvah. If a person, if a community decides to build a shul, so they nevertheless should take the money that was collected and use it to ransom someone. If they already had begun the building, they should al- take the money and build the and and, and, re- and ransom the person. But the Gemara says, and what happened if they already built the shul? So the Gemara uses the phrase, which literally means the house of a person is not sold. The Shulchan Aruch seems to rule that you cannot destroy a shulam or sell a shul better in order to ransom a shulam a person who was kidnapped. So the Shach asks a question there in Simulation and which is known in certain circles as a triangle. Question. A is bigger than B, B is bigger than C, but nevertheless it seems that C is bigger than A, which seems like a logical impossibility. What's the cases here? We know that a Sefer Torah is holier than a Shul. Kadushah Sefer Torah is more important than a shul. You're not allowed, so that's point A. Now, a Sefer Torah is allowed to be sold for pidyan shvuyim. So, since a shul is greater than a shul, and you're allowed to sell a Sefer Torah for a shul, then certainly you should be allowed to sell a shul for a pidyan shvuyim. And the Shulchan Aruch said, he quotes the Gemara, we don't sell the building of the Shul. So why is that true? So the Shach himself suggests an answer, and he said we made one basic mistake. When the Gemara said, it doesn't mean that you're not allowed to do it. It means it's not customary to do it. And therefore, we don't have to anticipate such a situation. For the people that want to learn the sugium Bhavabasra about when you can uproot a shul, so that is the in context of that Kimara the Gemara says we don't have to take that into account. But the Shakh says it doesn't mean that they're not allowed. They are allowed to sell a shul in order to do Pinyashwyim. So therefore the whole Kasha is is not is based on a fallacy you're allowed to sell a shul, you're even allowed to sell a Sefer Torah, and a Sefer Torah indeed is more holy than a shul and if you can sell a, a, a Sefer Torah you can certainly sell a shul the shach though and this is the reason I chose this particular shach, quotes his father as Adonai Avi Moi Hagon this is one of the indications that the father of the shach himself was a big of Chacham and he said, a very interesting idea He said, when you sell a Sefer Torah, the assumption is the Sefer Torah will continue being a Sefer Torah. Whoever buys a Sefer Torah is not just buying uh, claf, he's not just buying the parchment because he wants more parchment. He's buying a Sefer Torah because he wants a Sefer Torah. And that Sefer Torah will stay kadosh. It will retain its holiness. When people buy a shul, when you sell a shul, very often, unfortunately, we see in our world today, when you sell a shul, it's not that somebody else wants the shul to use as a shul. They want to destroy the shul. They want the plot. They want the land to build something else on. And of course, we know uh, many, many situations in Chutzler, where they destroy the shul in order to build something else that is not appropriate for that particular spot, which has Kedusha of beit Knesset. So, the, the answer of the father of the Shach was, a Sefer Torah is more important. And you're not allowed to lose the Kedusha of a Sefer Torah of a Shul, but the fact is that if you sell the Sefer Torah, you won't lose it to the Kedusha, the Kedusha will, will, will remain. On the other hand, although a Shul has less Kedusha than a Sefer Torah, you should not sell the Shul because that would mean a destruction of the Kedusha of the Shul, and that is certainly improper. We have given ex- an example of the Shach, that when we say Torah from the Nifter, so we say of it's as if we're saying his Torah and his, he, we're bringing him back to life that he's speaking Torah to us, in this case we brought back both the Torah of the Shach and his father, Hagom Rav Meir, Hagom Rabbi Shabsai Kohen the Shach, Ben Hagom Harav Meir was Nifter, in 1662 Rosh Chodesh Adar, when he was 41 years old. Teynaf Shotz Rabbit Sarah Chayim is certainly appropriate when we learn the Shach day in and day out, both in Chosha and Yeredeah.